so that made me panic. Uh, so I just pointed to the sky, and I was like, whoa, what a beautiful night. There's a full moon. Isn't the moon so round? And then he looked into the sky, and he was like, whoa, that moon is a light pole. And then I had to excuse myself to go jump off a bridge. Uh, I'm trying to eat healthier because I was told it would fix all my problems. Told my friend, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm eating so much broccoli, but my stomach still hurts all the time. And she was like, maybe because you just ate ice cream at 9 a.m. I'm just lazy. I just don't like how long it takes to make food. Like, I didn't know it takes so long to cut up produce. Okay, like, cutting fruit is the worst. Pineapples, pomegranates, I don't have the patience for it. Like, when I'm at a grocery store and I see a dude buying pomegranates, I'm like, he's a good listener. Uh, I grew up in a very Christian town. I had a classmate who found out I was Buddhist, and he was like, you're going to go to hell for not being a good Christian. And I don't know what kind of Christian, like, what kind of denomination he was. I just know he was very annoying. This guy, this guy was like, are you planning to have sex before marriage? And I was like, hopefully. He was like, well, that's a sin. I don't want to go to hell like you, so I'm saving myself for marriage. Which was a very weird thing to say, because he was quite ugly. I was like, who are you saving yourself for? I was like, is God saying no to sex, or is just everyone saying no to you? Okay, thank you. Denise Lee, everybody. Coming to the stage now is your next comedian, Kelly Evans. Give it up for Lauren Crouch. She's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to keep that here. Um, I am from Texas. Anyone else? Scared of science? Cool, just me. Um, yeah, we are stuck in the past. Texans are like pilgrims. We're like, Susie can read. She's a witch! Burn her! You know, like that is the average Texan on the science scale. Um, I went home for Thanksgiving, and I was just hanging out at the uh, Home Depot. And, um, yeah, yep, uh, just in the garden center. And uh, I struck up a conversation with this random guy, and uh, I let it slip. I got vaccinated. Yeah, and his response was, shouldn't have done that, man. Makes you gay. Like, <laughs> what? So I fucked him. Yeah. Right on the succulents. Suck that, Bob. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he was vaccinated because he enjoyed it a lot. He was into it. Um, yeah. Weird times we're living in. Uh, I am, uh, uh, I, I'm 40, I'm about, four, I'm like 39, so I'm just 40. Let's just say 40. And uh, so I, I've been dating mostly women who are younger. Like I was dating someone who was like 29, and she wanted to have sex standing up. I was like, uh, you want to have sex standing up? You mean you want to have sex with me standing up and you hanging on like a sloth from a banana tree? You know, like that's not, I'm doing all the work here, all right? When did we start integrating weightlifting into the sex life? I'm not into that. I don't want to have to pause for a fucking power bar as we have sex because my electrolytes are depleted. You know, like, that's not what I'm really looking for in a sexual experience. I'm more of a lay-on-my-side kind of guy, you know? I'm really good at that. 
That's my solid. That's a solid move. All right. And people who talk shit about it, they're in the wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. It's just seriously. And also, first of all, no, you got about two minutes before there is no sex because I, yeah, I got enough blood for two legs or one dick. You choose. All right. Sex or squats, you get that. That's all right. We can do, we can make love or CrossFit. Just fucking make a choice. I can't do both. I'm not like an athletic guy, you know, the kind of guy where they ask, what do you bench? And he's like, Tiffany. You know, like that's not, <laughs> not me, man. That's not me. Um, I have a friend, uh, I have a friend who got married and, um, and I've been asking them like, so what's the, you guys plan on having kids? Which I know is a rude question. You shouldn't ask that. And, uh, but his response I thought was dumb because he was like, you know what, man, just that I can't bring a child into this world. I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. Because this is the worst possible world we've had. I was like, you want to bring a child into the potato famine? Like that was a way better time. That would have been horrible because you would have been Irish, you know, <laughs> dumb people mostly. No, I <laughs> just bad genes. Anyway, I just, no, it's all right. I can say that. I can say that because I'm Spanish. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Lesser species. <laughs> yeah. They don't say that about any, you don't say that about anybody else except for unborn children. You're not like, Grandpa's too sweet. You gotta go, Grandpa. All right, I'm doing this for you. The world's too bad and you're just too good. You know, like nobody's, I pulled a muscle doing that. All right. <laughs> that's, that's sad. Holy shit, I should have done abs before this. Um, anyway, uh, I just, you know, say what you mean, which is, I want to drink wine coolers and do coke on the beach, you know? And like, I don't know. A kid gets in the way of that. And you know what? It doesn't. Just ask my mom. She'll tell you. Anyway, that's my time. I'm going to the bathroom. Kelly Evans doing wine and sex on the beach. Your next comedian coming to the stage. Devontre Coleman, please. Good up. What's up with y'all? Always like giving Lauren fish bumps. I assume all old white people, all white women are racist, and she's not, so it's real cool. You have a British accent, don't you? I knew it was something not from here. Do you have an accent too? Yeah, I thought y'all were spies because you said you don't fuck with America. Oh yeah, I just came out as asexual. It was news to me too. One of the homies asked why I don't flirt with random women at bars. And my brain said it's easier to come out as asexual than as a shy adult. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's cause my mother raised me wrong though. Um, she didn't give me, somebody said, oh, I thought somebody said, yep. I was like, damn. She didn't give me like the unnecessary confidence of a normal straight man. Like most of my friends are straight. And they be saying some stupid shit. I have a friend, he says that if he played a game of one-on-one -on -one against LeBron James, he could score at least 10 points. LeBron James. The nigga with the rings. My friend is five foot nine and he sells insurance. I don't think he could run a mile in under 14 minutes. But he thinks he can score 10 points on the greatest athlete to ever play the game of basketball. I wish I had that unnecessary confidence though. Cause like, especially straight white men, they be thinking they can do 
anything. I was in the airport the other day and this flight to Dallas got canceled. Because the random white dude just stood up. The pilot quit. So a random white dude stood up and said, fuck it. I'll fly the plane. What? I don't know if I've ever tried to fly a plane, but I imagine it's not like riding a bicycle. Because if you crash your bicycle, it's very unlikely you'll kill 97 other people. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm the odd man out of my straight friend group, too. Like, one of my friends came out as gay recently, and everybody else did, like, the fucked up response. They were like, oh, man, I'm cool with you being gay. Just don't bring that gay shit around me. But I kind of got hype about it. I was excited because, like, now I send him pictures of my fits every day because I want to know what the hoes think about it. I, uh, I've been going on dates recently. I, uh, I recently went on my first picnic. I found out there's a thing called a picnic blanket. Um, she told me because I brought my comforter. <laughs> but I saved it. I saved it because I was like, oh, no, I gave all my blankets to this homeless man outside of my house. So she thought I was compassionate. But I fucked it up because when I got home, I threw that blanket right back on my bed. I, uh, and that was like the best date I've had so far. All my other dates, I get disrespected. I went on one date with this lady. We went to the restaurant. She was complaining the whole time. So I told the waiter, I was like, yeah, go ahead and split the check. She looked at me and she was like, you're such a fucking bum. But the whole date, she was complaining about how she just got laid off. I was like, no, we're fucking bums. I uh, also, I recently, I brought this lady to my um, house because I wanted to impress her with, like, my cooking. So uh, I thought it was going well. Like, I made food. She put on, I put it on the plate. She took a picture of it. I found out it didn't go so great because she posted the plate on, the in, on her Instagram story with the caption, I'm tired of fucking with these childish-ass niggas. But, like, she could have communicated with me. Like, if she didn't want the chicken nugget kid cuisine, she could have told me. I had other options. I'm Devontre Coleman. Give it up for your host. Devontre Coleman. Yay. The next comedian coming to the stage. Please give it up for Brady Pearson. Thank you. Oh, my God. Well, hello. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Pam. So good to be here. You know, I try to think about when I knew I was such a spectacular person, how young I was. I think about, because it's July, I think about Christmas. And I, when, when you're nine years old, what was your, what was your fantasy about Christmas? Me a train set, anyone else? Nine years old? Barbie house. Socks. Very reasonable. Do you know what I wanted when I was nine years old? Revenge. Okay, so here's the story. I am nine years old. It's 1979. It's, if you know anything about 1979, we could do any fucking thing, okay? We could go out. We could go bike riding at any time of day. When you go to Disney World, who's been to Disney World? Anybody? This is before there was even an effing Epcot Center there, right? And when they had, you, you could actually get on a ride that you were tall enough for. And that's it. No parents, no nothing. My parents had this brilliant idea. We were staying at this place called, does anybody know Frontierland? Okay, Frontierland. And so they're like, 
you two go out, you two go out. And I got stuck with my fucking brother, three years older than me. Any other youngest in the house? So you know what this is like, right? So you're stuck with your brother. He's three years older than you. And now all of a sudden, he's in charge of it, and he lets you know it every second. And we went on every ride that terrified me, everything that was wrong, right? He took me to Space Mountain. I screamed into the darkness, and he just left. And then we went on the haunted house. Of course, I'm nine years old. I am shitting myself. I'm like, I cannot do this again. And then for the third time, I can't even remember what the fuck it was. It was probably something really terrifying. I said, you know what? I'll be right back. And then I just stepped back like Miss Vangie into the bushes. I just receded. And then after a few, five, ten minutes, I was sure he was gone. And then I went on my own adventure. I went on the teacups. Everybody do the teacups. The little faggots want to do. They want to be on teacups. And then I wanted to be a deep, deep, deep sea explorer and go up in there in the Nemo, 20,000 leagues under the sea. And I think I had some cotton candy. And then as the night drew to its midnight close, knowing that I had only to get back, I remember shivering, shaking against the card as it brought me back to um, Frontierland. I was like, okay. And the best sound ever was as I approached our camper, you had one job, Brett Andrew. You had one where is he? Mom, I don't. Where is he? You, you were supposed to. And like any concerned brother, I proceeded to wait. I mean, they just came for him, and I was just like, oh. And then after, after it had been almost too much, oh, my God. Oh, Mom, I'm home. Brett, what happened? You got, oh, we got lost. I'm so sorry. I just, let's take. Now, no, Brady, it's okay. Are you okay? I'm fine, Mom. I'm really fine. Now, Brady, you go to the other room. Brady, what would what, you like for Christmas? We've gotten you some delicious candy, some marzipan, and some licorice pipes. I can tell you one thing from that story. Revenge is not served cold. It is as sweet as licorice. And for one more thing, just because it's pride and I'm feeling a little dirty, I'm going to sing a little song for you. It's from the Boys camp that never was in Lake Putatinmi, Wisconsin. And it goes a little something like this. <laughs> oh, I love you, put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours, put it in me. But it's in me every gay. Thank you. I'm Brady. Brady Pearson, everybody. Thanks very much, Brady. All right, your next comedian is Wally Hippolito, and he's not oh, here. He's, yeah, he just texted me and said he's on his way. But we still okay, have a he's on his way. So next on the list is Wesley Chu. <laughs> Mike Condo, that's me. Oh, circumcised, fantastic. Hi everybody, how's it going? Uh, so who's excited about monkeypox? Anyone? Yeah, yeah? Hi sir, hi, how's it going? You look like you fuck monkeys. How do you feel about monkeypox? Oh, of course it is, of course it is, of course it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know, just joking, I know that, uh, you know, if anyone fucked a monkey would hear about it on the news, but you know. Whatever, it's fine. Uh, but seriously, though, capuchin or spider? Okay. 
fair enough if you don't have a preference that's cool anyways uh yeah so uh monkey pox it seems like it's the second uh coming of the virus uh it's not like covid's a thing anymore right yeah no nine okay yeah so um just one virus after the other is our virus is just gonna be a, something in vogue going forward like fiery season happy fiery season by the way yeah um yeah i wouldn't be surprised with this day and age that viruses start having their own social media i really don't carl the fucking fog has their own social media accounts twitter and instagram i kid you not and that piece of shit is trying to convince people it's friendly and nice it's not okay i lived in the outer richmond for over six years and cold as fuck and uh not nice not fucking nice at all. Can you just imagine these viruses just having their own social media accounts? What do you think they'd post? Like monkeypox, it'll just be pictures of developing spores on people's hands and feet. And COVID would be posting things on like the death toll every day, as well as people on ventilators. Yeah. Stuff like that. Real, real pleasant stuff. And you know that people would be hitting that like button. You fucking know it. You fucking know it. And, uh, yeah, just can't put, just can't put it past people anymore these days. And first things first, you need to come up with a first name for these viruses. Why the fuck Carl? Really? Why the fuck Carl? Is this just because, I don't know, he's just a pleasant, unpleasant person that's trying to make people's lives unpleasant every day? Carl sounds like a Republican. He fucking does. I don't think we've really learned anything about surviving a pandemic. If monkeypox becomes a pandemic, you bet your ass there'll be another shortage of uh, toilet paper. You know it. You fucking know it. Um, as someone that eats a lot and uh, takes giant dumps, you don't need that much TP. You really don't. Uh, I am very conservative with my squirt. So any if I can do it, anyone can. And we all know that monkeypox, like COVID, does not give you. And yeah, if there's some, if, like we haven't learned anything. Uh, you know, wet markets still exist. People still eat exotic animals. We haven't learned anything. And this is the cause of all our viruses, right? So maybe we should just stop. Simple as that. But we're not. And we're all going to die. And we're just going to die and, and enjoy it. And, you know, maybe one day, you know, we'll learn our lesson. But we're not. We're just not. And... Basically, we, as human, as human beings, we just need to stop fucking with animals. And you, sir, you just need to stop fucking animals. That's my time. Thank you very much. Wesley Chu, everybody. Wesley Chu. Thanks very much. Are you ready, Wally? Next, coming up to the stage, please give a warm welcome to Wally Hippolito. <laughs> God, how? Oh shit, there's a lot of people here tonight. What's up, Muni? How y'all doing? 
Y'all having a good Friday so far? Hell yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, what do I want to talk about today? Oh, um, I I turned 31 this year, and uh, one of the things I thought would stop happening happening after my 30s was uh getting shot at. Yeah, that seems like a young man's game, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, like um, I I thought I thought getting shot at was cool, and I blamed 50 Cent because like growing up, the story is that 50 Cent had got shot nine times, right? I don't know if you folks in the front know this, but like the story goes that he was shot nine times. And I thought, you know, if he can survive nine of them, like, you know, I could take one to the ass or something, right? That wouldn't be too bad. I want to get my rep up, you know? I'm 10 years old. I got to start doing shit out here. Got to start pushing fucking weight, you know what I mean? That's my shit, man. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'm going to turn 31, so I'm getting a little older. Uh, I've become a better judge of character. They say don't judge a book by its cover, but uh, that shit got kind of boring. So now I judge people by the um, by the car that they drive. Yeah, so, you know, for me, for example, I own a Toyota Camry. So what does that tell you? Exactly, I'm on the verge of a drug overdose. Thank you, thank you. And, you know, for does anybody here own a, a Nissan Ultima or know people that own a Nissan Ultima? Yes, isn't isn't that person a piece of shit, sir? God, I do n look. And if it's a if it's a if it's, is it a man or a woman? Man, both men? If it's it, okay, men, they I don't even want to talk about them. Those are pieces of shit on their own. But if a woman owns a Nissan Ultima, guaranteed she's going to stab me with the cheesecake factory pin that she stole. Without a doubt in my mind. And ladies, you know, this a little bit of advice for you, you know, if he owns a Camaro, that guy is never proposing to you. If she owns a Camaro, women don't own Camaros, dude. They're more classy than that. They're way more classy than that. But if he owns a Camaro, he's never proposing to you. All he wants to do is rev his engines for other dudes outside of, of the club at 2 a.m. That's kind of his shit, you know? Like, I don't know, I don't know cars. I'm not an enthusiast, but I do know a piece of shit when I see it, guys. I really do. Else, uh, a lot of shootings going on lately. Um, we're going to take a dark turn here. Uh, have you guys, you know, before Uvalde, did you guys hear about the D.C. shooter? Yeah, uh, the one guy who knows Camaro people knows it, huh? But uh, so the D.C. shooter, Spencer Raymond, he was on the fifth floor of his apartment when he, oh, my brother, he was on the fifth floor of his apartment when he shot up a K-12 through school. Horrific. Thank God there were no casualties, right? Thank God. Thank God he was Asian. Oh, that got dark quick. I'm a, let me explain why. Because if you're white, you guys know what it is. You guys know what fucking time it is. You guys are the Kobe Bryant of mass shootings, guys. You guys are really fucking good at it. You know what I'm saying? But, but with, uh, with Spencer, though, he did make history as the first Asian to not understand the assignment. You know, not one, not one kid, guys. You know, all those hours of Call of Duty for nothing. You know, little history lesson. Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK from 200 yards away. This guy was across the street and couldn't get anybody playing hopscotch in the sixth grade, guys. It's a sad day, you know. It's a sad day for us Asians. You know, they say Asians always try to act white, right? Well, he tried, you know. 
He tried. All right, guys, I'm Wally Hippolito. That's my time. Thank you so much. Wally Hippolito, everybody. Is Grace is Grace here? No? Okay, then we have uh, one, one comic left. Lou, are you ready? Lou Romano, everybody. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks, folks. Give it up for Lauren and Pam Benjamin here in Neck of the Woods. Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, birds and the bees, about sex and, uh, you know, how some parents, they, they don't tell their kids anything uh, about sex. My parents uh, were the complete opposite. You know, there was a lot of pressure from them at home. Uh, my dad, my mom, would say, you know, he'd be like, you need to listen to your father, you know, and get out there and, and have some sex with girls. And my dad said, listen to your mother. He's from Italy, so he's very macho. And, you know, he, he, <laughs> he, uh, he, he would say, listen, I'm going to show you how to do this, okay? I'm going to take you, and I'll, sh I'll show you how to talk to the girls. So he'd drop me off at school, and he'd be like, wow, the girls here is beautiful. You know this girl, Carmina? Yeah, Dad, I know. That's uh, Angela. Wow, beautiful. Introduce me to her. I'd be like, oh, Dad, please don't introduce me. And so I would, and he'd, you know, he'd be charming, and he'd be like, Angela, that's a beautiful name. So nice. What's your, 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 your passion? What's your interest, your hobby? And be like, oh, I'd like to dance and sing, and, you know, th those are the things I do. Beautiful. You know my, my son, Lou? He's a good kid, but he's a guy. You be his friend. Please, and I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm. I want to crawl in a hole, and uh, you know, he gets to the end. He's like, I kiss your hand, and uh, I wish you thank you very much. See your sunshine fall on us, and and uh, so later, you know, he he gets to me, and he's like, Lou, did you hear one of my And I'm like, Dad, Oh, Dad. And he's like, why not? Why she wasn't so, so nice to you? And uh, <laughs> I said, because she's nice to everybody. You know, she's just a nice person. And uh, he'd, <laughs> he'd say, uh, that's bullshit. When a girl is this nice to a boy, he mean one thing. I said, what? And he goes, guard, 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 guard. That's what. And I'm clueless, so I say, what the fork, Dad? And he, <laughs> he says, you are my son, or you, you belong to the milkman? And I he said, she want to go with you, make you love. And uh, I said, no, Dad, <laughs> she, she, she's just being uh, friendly. And he said, listen, if you don't take 
ke gel. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Lou Romano, everybody, getting lessons from his dad. We have one more comedian for you. Please give it up for Mauricio. All right, give me all the love in the world. I pretty much retired from open mics, but here we go. I guess I have to practice. I hear all these little bitches on a uh, Bay Area Comedy Network. They're like, I'm going to do an hour special. I did three. All right, too soon. Uh, yeah, I'm Mexican, so this is my hood. So white people aren't kind to me, and they're liberal. And my friends will rob you. And then uh, and I always tell the cops that my name is Ernest. And don't Growing out my hair. All right, too soon. Um, I'm trying to read the crowd. Uh, gentrification is really back. Fuck. I was on Team COVID because it was mainly my white friends that were dying, and we're starting to get the blocks back, but you guys are back like a motherfucker. Like the white people were like, we're a mass. You should be ashamed of yourself. And they just had three kids and got married and bought a house. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm indigenous, so I can say this. I actually come from this land. You guys aren't. My tribe never got conquered. Zapotec, Mesteca, Oaxaca. We murder everybody, and we still sacrifice their hearts in private. My name's Ernest Evangelista. Uh, I love being indigenous. Uh, I hate white liberals right now. They're a piece of shit human beings. They deserve to die. And uh, they steal our culture. They want to play hacky sack and think that they invented it. I'm from Oaxaca. We invented it. And I hate when motherfuckers are like, you guys didn't build those pyramids. It was aliens. I was like, my cousins just built your fucking house. You dumb sons of bitches. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm a Hayes Valley guy, so I, I drink Icelandic water. I'm woke, so I have to slow this shit down for you. Is that okay? Thanks, you, because he's on my side, man. Hayes Valley for life. I like anybody in a suit, man. Uh, uh, one thing I hate is the liberal America is trying to control comedy. They're like, don't joke about rape. It's not funny. I'm from Oaxaca and Mexicali. I have to be grateful for rape every single day of my fucking life. I'm half indigenous. My dad is pure indigenous. All right, so before the Spanish came over and raped most of my people, like uh, the ones that didn't get raped, they're homeless in Mexico. They can't speak Spanish or English. They are fucked. My mom is from Mexicali, Mexico. All my cousins are white as fuck. Fuck, and they're six feet tall. Dangerous place, Mexicali. Because of their rape from their Spanish ancestors, I'm a couple inches taller. I got a nice dimple, and I can talk to you guys in English. You know what those motherfuckers have to do in Mexico? They have to hold a baby really sad on National Geographic. I suck at holding babies. All right, too soon, man. Not whoa, fuck, man. I thought this was Muni Radio. I thought this was like some pirate theme or something. Uh, one of my favorite jokes right now, I'll try to match on the bubbly side, I guess. Uh, witches are after me on Instagram. Uh, liberal white witches. And I'm like, like, I put a spell on you. They send me messages like that. And their faces got demonic and they tried to hack me. And they were like in black lingerie. So after I got done jacking off, I'm like, what am I scared of here? I don't know what to be scared of. 
I'm from Mexico. We have our witches. I just visited my witch doctor up the fucking street. We don't have magic wands. We have pistols and cocaine. I watched that movie. I'll leave it at this. I watched that movie, The Craft, to get to know my enemy. Have you guys seen this pretentious bullshit movie? White girls are like, I love that movie. The only intense scene in that movie is they lure this pretentious, like, white kid in a college. Like, right, the innocent one wants to sleep with him and fall in love. But the trashy neo-Nazi one from American History X, she's like, she keeps getting in the way. He's, he goes like this, you're just jealous. And she gets him, like, jealous? Jealous? And she, he feels the power, and he falls out the fucking window and dies. If I was in that situation, I'm like, so we're not having a threesome? All this cocaine on the table is magically going up my fucking nose. I'm going to go magically hire that prostitute on the street corner and have my goddamn threesome. My name's Ernest Evangelista. Fuck you. Mauricio, everybody. Or, yeah. Evan- or Ernest. <laughs> Lauren, do jokes. You really should do jokes. Okay. You didn't. okay. Everybody, Lauren Kraut. Yay! Oh, thank you. Yay! Well, while I'm here, I'd like to express my sincere appreciation to the Roman Empire. For inventing French toast with maple syrup. Yeah, they were the first to take their bread and dip it in some beaten egg with cinnamon and then fry that motherfucker in butter. Forget about inventing aqueducts or the Roman calendar. French toast. Why is it called French toast, I hear you ask? Because Roman toast was already taken, that's why. We don't have this now. It fell out of public favor around 72 BC. But Roman toast. Roman toast was bread dipped in cat saliva with a pinch of nutmeg and then fried to perfection in a vat of jealousy and ambition. Also served with maple syrup. Shortly thereafter, the Romans invented brunch and the rude waiter. Okay, Marcus Antonius, you got 10 minutes to eat and get out. What do you want to order? This, that's very ancient Rome sounded just like Brooklyn, New York. Got a problem with that? I think we find stuff in the most unlikely places, don't you? Like loose change under the seats on the school bus. Ooh, 47 cents. Like rainbows and clouds. Or compassion from an NRA lobbyist. The other day I found courage at the bottom of a bottle of Jack Daniels. Wasn't even looking for it. There it was. I was looking for oblivion. Couldn't find any of that. But courage, bravado, false hopes, fake confidence, that shit is just a wash of whiskey. I also discovered mediocrity at the post office. You think you'd have to go to the DMV for that? Nope. And today, right behind the frosted flakes was some leftover enthusiasm. It must have been there a while because it was looking a little worn out. It was going like this. There, okay. That's a Tony the Tiger joke. You don't see those too often. Thank you. I love the way you say that. Where are my pot smokers at? Woo! Don't you love how comedians say that? You never hear us asking, where are my deadbeat dads? Where are my pedophiles at? Who voted for Trump? Yeah, I smoked some weed in my 20s. I didn't do a lot of drugs, but I, I did weed. I did... Coke. I did a lot of coke. I did, what was it? 
Oh, yeah, crack. I only did it once, don't judge. But I don't smoke pot so much anymore until I went to Seattle and my roommate had some. This was good weed. This was like crack. I would know. Where you inhale and you're high on the exhale. That's right, I'm not just some old lady. I'm an old lady with poor judgment. She gave me some to take home. I went out and bought a pipe, those little mesh screens you put in the pipe, and a lighter. This was back in the day. The sales lady asked if I was buying the pipe for medical or recreational use. I was too embarrassed to say, lady, I get high because it makes me forget I'm bad at math. I have trouble making correct change, and I work as a cashier. Oh, it's medicinal. I tell you, there's nothing worse than a 60-something hippie getting reacquainted with pot. I get high after breakfast. I get high three, four, nine times a day. I told my therapist about it because I was worried I was becoming addicted. She didn't think it was cause for concern. You're not hurting anyone. I wouldn't worry. Is it interfering with your work? No. Is it interfering with your comedy? No. You're not high now, are you? Oh, would that be a problem? I have an addictive personality. I'm OCD. It says that in the name. This person is obsessive. Watch out. I should come with a warning label. Full disclosure, I wrote this joke stoned. I edited it stoned. And I'm stoned right now. So, yeah, I think it's cause for concern. Sound the alarm that old hippie dyke is out buying up all the good weed. Somebody stop her before she hijacks a cable car and eats up Daily City. That's a munchies joke. Get it? Daily City is the... Okay. How about a song? Yeah. I was singing this before. Maybe you know it. I like to count things in my head because I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. You remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? I like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me, where everything has a number to count and sometimes it won't rhyme. Everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladies only, one, two, three, four, five. You're not singing seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. OCD is the real thing, not Coca-Cola. Um, I got to go, but let's first pause for a brief second. Okay, that's enough. To reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the... Thank you. Follow it or not. You're late. I lost track of time. You work for it. Part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man. I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. This is the last time. You're wasting time. Yeah, I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. At any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second. Who's the second? What's on first? I don't know. Third base. Well, that's my time. Thanks very much for coming out. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Keep your hands clapping for Lauren Kraut, everybody. Hooray!
Thank you all for being here today. We do this every Friday at 6 o'clock. We also have Joke Workshop on Mondays at 6. And tomorrow, every Saturday at 2 o'clock at Atlas around the corner, we do live comedy on the street. It's the most fun you can have on the sidewalk. Um, so thank you so much for coming. Tell your friends you had a good time. And uh, thanks for being at Mutiny Radio. Yay! Clap it up for Lauren again. Yay! <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy, the small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. International diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes, all rely on breakable encryption. What if these codes were? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. Only plausible explanation for this ability. Someone in the holy grail of code breaking. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government. It's personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex, the Enigma brokers, is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Oh, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience like, other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead passers? Oh, shit. So if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude. Or they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang dabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radio. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radio. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 
1969 gold Cadillac with the white John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy. Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty. Till Gruber double-crossed. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined. His superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thriller. Get it. Hey, Mutineer Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins. A local mission, a leather working shop, all original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff? Talk to Under. Go to SkinOnSkins.com. That's S-K-I-N-O-N-S-K-I-N-S.com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. Put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. 
volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year, enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how for hire was eliminating world leaders, crime lords, and CIA agents. Inexplicably, the deceased contract killers have the DNA of people who are already dead. CIA agent John Clooney devises a dangerous plan to capture a shadow killer alive. Contract a hit. John Wessex, The Shadow Killers, is the second book of the John Clooney thrillers. Hit it.
Just know what I can feel it, yo, they're having sex. And, and uh, uh. Club by some guy on the internet. Yay! Yay! Hey, I'm gonna do a little podcast. You were just listening to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. 
Well, I mean, I put that song on there because I felt that its brilliance needed to be shared with the world. <laughs> so I, so I felt like that needed to happen. Uh, but what they all they're all on. You can choose one. You can move. There you go. You like the rolly chair with the bouncy springs. Sure, yeah, sure, that makes sure, sense. Sure, sure, sure. Aww. All right, all right, so you don't have right. to work tomorrow because tomorrow's the day off. I don't want to figure that. I realized that today. Yeah, you have a day off. That's exciting. And my that's dad, good. my dad told me that uh, that tomorrow was President's Day, and I let out like a a really excited moan. <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, you're welcome." I'm like, "You didn't make it the day off. You don't get to take credit for this." He's the messenger, and you get to. He's the messenger. I don't know how to make screens go. Oh, I know how to make screens. I'm a luddite. It's you have lettuce? No, a, a, do you know a Luddite is a person who doesn't subscribe to technology. It was it's an old old word, but Do you know what you're talking into right now? I, I know a microphone Pam, is technology. You're Pam, the owner of Mutiny Radio. Which is technology. You broadcast your sound all over the airwaves. airwaves. Am I too There you go. Am I too close to it? No, 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 you're fine. You just have to point your mouth at it instead of going like that. It's like a trick. It's the way microphones no, I'm They're still magnets. learning. They're a series of magnets. <laughs> what Anyways. What else do you know about microphones? I, I know a lot about everything I know about microphones. I learned from singing karaoke. Oh yes, that's the best way to get better at uh, performing on stage. It's karaoke. And because it's the most embarrassing thing in the world. No, is no, because um, you because karaoke is rewarding people for trying really hard like you the harder you try the better you are at karaoke and it's not about the quality of what you're doing it's about the intensity of which you're projecting your inside your insides on the outside and they give you a microphone and everybody's there and there's me and it's easy because they give you the words but then the challenge karaoke is when you choose a song that has a really long like either dance break or you monologue over and then you can tell jokes. Is that how you got started? Telling jokes in, in the, like the bridges of songs? No, but I do, if I feel like I don't have enough stage time for a night, and I'm like super sad, because like, let's say I bombed somewhere really hard, I'll go to karaoke. Get the, you'll do that today still? No, not, not like tonight, because there's no time, because there's too many open mics. But if I like, let's say I bombed super hard, I would make it a point this week to do karaoke, and then I would do... Um, Cats in the Cradle with the Silver Spoon. Anything by Cat cats Stevens, really. But it's, it's so Anything quiet. with the word cat in it. Well, I love cats. But if it's quiet, then you can just monologue over the whole thing, and you can just do jokes. And they're like, it's exciting and fun. It's like going to a poetry open mic and doing comedy. They're like, whoa. Or going to Cafe International and doing comedy. Sure. So you still do that, like, to, like contemporarily. Not today, today, but... Do I, I in, sing a lot of karaoke? In the meta, meta, meta word, meta... I, yeah, I sing a lot. I sing as much karaoke as I as I can. I'm not allowed. When's the last time you've done it? Super busy. The last Friday of the month is Benders, but Benders no, the last time karaoke? I did it. Yeah, yeah, the last Friday of the month. Where do uh, they, where Eileen, do they do punk it? rock and schlock, Nida on the stage. Um, I, the last time I sang karaoke was last uh. week, last Sunday with Nathan, at the late night open mic at the end. I sang. Oh, at Ireland. I sang like three songs with him. And that one, they don't did even you, give you the words. Did he sing Hallelujah? Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. 